Have you been called to do something bigger, something more meaningful with your life? Welcome to the Leap to Purpose podcast, where we explore the stories of those that have taken an entrepreneurial leap to follow their dreams and live their purpose. Hi, and welcome to the Leap to Purpose podcast. I'm Kurt Black, your host, and today my guest is Adi Diener. Adi is the co-founder and CEO of iFocus Health, a company that provides patients and clinicians a real-time objective measurement of ADHD treatment effectiveness using eye-tracking technology. Today, we talk about our journey to start iFocus Health and our vision of changing the standard of care for those with ADHD. So with that, let's hear from Adi. Hey, how are you? Great. How are you, Kirk? Welcome. Yeah, I'm great. Welcome to the podcast. So um, I guess first, why don't you just take a minute and give me a little bit of background about yourself and kind of what you've, uh, you were doing um, kind of for a career. Uh, yeah, happy to do that. I'm, I'm a physicist. I have a PhD in physics. I spent most of my career developing hardware products from defense and lasers to biotech and medical devices. Yeah. Uh, working on making these complex products a reality. Okay. And and so th- that was what you went to college for, I guess, some engineering maybe or? Uh, physics. Yeah, physics. And, and then um, how long were you kind of working in industry doing the, the designs for the different medical devices and so forth? For about 20 years, I was in industry. I left to do what I'm doing today about a year ago. Oh, okay, cool. A year and a half, maybe. And so, yeah, let's talk about what you're doing now, because I've looked at your website and it looks pretty cool. So iFocus Health, tell me a little bit about what that is and how you got the idea for it. Yeah, so so I was diagnosed with ADHD back during my PhD, and my son was diagnosed in a few years ago. And one thing that struck me, like I think everyone that has ADHD, is one, the amount of misconception and information out there that is basically wrong and the tool i have to deal with that is bring data so i was looking for a way to bring data into this space another thing that frustrated me as a parent is there's no way to know if the treatment you chose for your child actually works Hmm. the only way today is to ask the kid or the teacher how was your concentration today right are you like an average child which is an impossible question to answer, even if you don't have ADHD and if you, even if you're not a teenager. Right. So I was looking for a way to bring some data into that. I gotcha. And so uh, you had been working with lasers and like, so your idea was to have this data driven company? Yeah. So the idea is to figure out how it started by, you know, I didn't plan to become an entrepreneur. I just, was looking for a solution and I realized it's in our eyes. So we talked to someone and we can see by where their eyes are at, if they're with us or not, right? Right. That's the most direct way we all use every day to know where someone's mind is at. Right. And today the technology that already exists makes it possible to track, to do eye tracking, even with our webcam, which is on most of the day with the Zooms anyway, right? Right. So that's interesting. So, um, the like, you have an eye tracking device that just uses... the webcam, just the camera on your oh, computer. just the web camera. Okay, that's cool. Because I was going to ask you if, if like the 
um, people had to wear it for some period of time or how you were collecting that data. So you're actually using a webcam. Yeah. And we all read. So cool. Kids as well today read from the screen. So a lot of the classroom material went digital through COVID, right? Sure. Uh, the concept is in similar way to how uh, you would uh, your life would be if your kid has diabetes, for example. Yeah. Uh, you want to track their performance or you know how well they're doing and share that with the doctor. So if you would use iFocus, you as a parent would have an app that reminds you to give your child the medication, which I have on my phone a reminder, right? Right. And then you can put in any side effects or any concerns you have or anything else. And then on the child's computer, you'll have a plugin on the Chrome web browser, which will recognize when they're reading and track their eyes, kind of like Grammarly, but for reading. Okay. Uh, Not take any videos. That's the nice thing about eye tracking. Just looks what you're looking at. Doesn't care what's on the screen. And analyze that. So the doctor gets a report. This is how the kid is doing along the day. This is what's changing when you're changing medication. And you can make medical decisions using facts. That's a refreshing uh, direction. Yeah, exactly. That, um, that's really cool. I've never heard of this, but um, I'm definitely going to um, look more into it. But so let me ask you about kind of starting the company. What, what made you want to start the company? I, I mean, what inspired you to kind of did you leave your job you still kind of do both or what yeah i left my job okay. uh, mid-covid things changed at my yeah. workplace and i was doing some consulting work and uh, you know my kid was at home doing zoom in sixth grade yeah. not fun for anyone and when no. you have uh, adhd it's worse Exactly. And I, I think our kids can drive us to change the world because we'll make a big effort for them and I knew we have to find a solution. So initially mm. I was looking into companies that do something similar. And I realized that if I don't do it, no one will do it. So oh, wow. I started doing it. That is so cool. So what did you like? Okay. So what did you do first? I mean, not being an entrepreneur, like how did you figure out how to even take the first few steps? So I talked to some friends. I am here in the Silicon Valley, which makes it easier. Yeah. And one great advice I received was talk to 100 people, relevant people, but not necessarily to get something specific. So not necessarily investors, just talk to people. So right. I talked to investors. I talked to clinicians. I talked to uh, different people, you know, administrators in the ADHD world. I talked to parents and I got the better idea of what is the need and more than that, I was surprised to see how large the pain point is. Yes. And there's no argument. So no clinician told me, oh, I don't need this. There's no problem. They can be experts in doing diagnosis, but tracking is something they don't have the tools to do. Mm, that's interesting. And using a, a common device like the webcam. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't require some special device somebody has to wear. Or, you know. Exactly. That's really interesting. So, okay. So you talk to a bunch of people, you realize um, there is something here. There's a need, there's a pain point. Um, what did you do then? Like, how did you actually get a company started? And so, so then I needed to see that the theory actually works. And okay. I got, in this stage, I got the existing eye tracking device because I wanted to 
test something. So, so I used a tool uh, by Toby, who's a leader in, in making eye trackers. Okay. And they were good enough to support me in get, lending me a tracker for a month. And I had people come to our garage in the middle of COVID <laughs> and, <laughs> and friends and friends of the kids that are diagnosed with ADHD just read the paragraph with and without medication. Now, this is audio, so I can't show you the video, but I'll try to describe it. It's quite amazing. You yeah. see the eyes of the person and you see them when they don't have medication going down and up. And if you, it lines down the page and it lines up. And these are super successful high school students. Yeah. And then they do the test with their medication and they read like an expert. They just run through the text and you see that. And even though that might be only a difference between a B and an A, because these are really smart kids, you can see how hard they're working yeah and how much this is stopping them if they're not taking their medication yeah and that was so strong i I have to be honest stronger than i imagined and then i you know i started uh i I figured out you need to incorporate so i did that and um, i was also lucky i needed someone technical to do the uh, data analysis and the eye track the machine learning because i'm technical but i'm not a data scientist and uh, I was talking with my sister who is a data scientist and she said oh I'll join you so now it's a family business and it's very very fun because she's the person I trust most and it's fun to work together uh, awesome. so now we have a team that that's cool and so what's the vision for it I mean will you um you know is it going to ultimately like help um the pharmaceutical companies or manufacturers of the medications test and see how effective their product are or who, who ultimately would be your clients? So I want to change the standard of care. I want that everyone that has ADHD will not need the guesswork. No, they'll have eye focus again, the same way that if you have diabetes, you do the test. If you have a high blood pressure, you Uh test your blood pressure. I want ADHD to be the same. So whoever gets diagnosed with ADHD uh, will have iFocus running and it will give them feedback of how well they're doing and if they need to change medication or if something in life changed and now the medication doesn't work anymore or not only medication, you can uh, track other life uh, uh, decisions, you know, exercise, sleep, uh, any treatment, basically, it can be tracked. Wow, that's cool. And you just need a regular webcam, like any doctor's office would have a laptop with a webcam. At home, no yeah. doctor's office. You don't. Or, yeah, or yeah. yeah the right. thing is, we're living at at home or in the office or at school, and you really want to track performance there. So every computer, every laptop has a webcam today. That's amazing. So you know what. I, you know, I want to kind of explore the journey and the leap you took and everything like that. I mean, looking back now, kind of what, what would you say are some of the major obstacles you faced um, when you first came up with the idea um, before kind of where you are now? So the, way, the main one is the way we perceive ourselves, hmm. right? So figure out that I don't need to convince someone to do this. I need to do this. And not to limit myself to what I already know how to do. So I can define a product, I can develop a product, but raising money, putting together 
animation video to show our product. All these mm-hmm. things are things I never did before. Right. Interviewing on podcasts. I've been doing that quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, so you get very comfortable outside your comfort zone. I think yeah. that's the requirement. Yeah. But so I guess the obstacle was not limiting your or limiting ourselves in terms of what we think we can do. Exactly. Yeah. And how about anything else? What, what else or lessons learned? You know, I kind of love to hear what people learned about the whole journey. Oh, I'm learning We're always all the learning, time. but I'm just kind of curious. To right, I'm learning about the healthcare world, which I didn't oh. know. Well, that's probably um, good. I'm learning about, uh, you know, you need to get the interesting balance between getting help from people, recognizing what's not your expertise, and reaching out for help. And I've been receiving a lot of support from our advisors and other people in the community. But then also, your decisions are yours. Any advice is, you know, it can be as honest as it is. It's the, that person's experience. And in the end, it's mine. The other part is, if you want the other side of the same equation, is that this is my passion. It's my thing. It doesn't have to be everyone's, right? right. So I can talk to someone and they can say it's very nice, but not follow up because they have other things that are important for them in life. Right. And that's, Super okay, because this is mine. (laughs) And it's no one else's obligation to spend energy or time or money on this. If they want to join the journey, great. I'm super happy to have partners. But if it's not right for them, that's great. They can still be my friends. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess the lesson there is don't get discouraged in your, I mean, just because someone's not super thrilled about it, or I mean, there's always people that say something won't work, right? So, or that there's, that's not a good idea or whatever, but I guess just kind of persevering and, and saying, you know, this is my, my passion, like you said. Exactly. So don't get discouraged, but also don't get angry. All right. So don't think that if someone is not as excited as I am, if they are not, it's because they don't care or because they are, I don't know, anything negative. It's just because everyone is, has their own, place and things they spend energy on. Absolutely. Um, so what, um, uh, you know, do you think that you would do anything differently looking back? Gosh, I'm, I'm still, I'm saying in the leap, I'm still in the air. I didn't land yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm sure there are lots of things I would do differently second time around. Uh, haven't had a big catastrophe oh, well that's so good. now uh, yeah. you know the fundraising process uh, is always a learning process but i think i learn from every conversation even if there's no immediate outcome uh, so i don't think you know i'm probably next time we'll do it more efficiently but you kind of have to have the first time for that yeah so did you go out and i mean you're right in the middle of silicon valley did you go raise like did you go to the VCs out there? So till now I raised angel okay. support. Yeah. Uh, that was part of the lesson because VCs, uh, uh, you know, they're risk, but they, they kind of need to see they, some They results. want a little bit of traction, a little bit of sales. Now yeah. that we have something working, we're actually collecting data from webcams. We're getting ready for a big round. Okay. That's, uh, I've, I've done that before. That's a, 
interesting process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah, that's, that's cool. I mean, I, I think, and same with that. I mean, you had never done it before, but you just kind of went forward. Did, did you have some people kind of give you some advice or teach you a little bit about the angel um, yeah, I, raising I, angel funding? I had lots of advice. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of it worked, some of them didn't. Uh, so I talked to many people, as I said. Uh, and then my first angels were previous bosses, which uh-huh. was a lot of fun, you know, uh, because they're not investors in general, but they know me and they believe in, in what I'm doing. And they're from a different world, but they also supported me, which was really encouraging because they yeah. really know what I can do, right? It's not a, I can talk nicely during the pitch, it's more than that. And it gives yeah. you a lot of confidence. Yeah. Well, that's really cool that you still have that sort of relationship with them too, you know, even though you're now doing your own thing. Yeah. That's really great. So um, let me ask you kind of the, the last thing I always like to ask is, you know, somebody sitting in your shoes from a couple of years ago and they have an idea, but, you know, and they know they're maybe tired of their job or whatever they've been doing for years or just kind of looking for something more meaningful, um, but don't really know how to go about doing that, what advice would you give to them? First, make sure you're ready. Emotionally, uh, uh, it's uh, you need to have a lot of resilience. And I don't think I would be able to do it a few years ago. You need to okay. be in a place in your life. You are okay to be your own engine. Right? No one tells you what to do. No one tells you if you're doing it right or wrong. Or everyone tells you you're doing it right or wrong, but you need to choose. Uh, so, so you need to be in a place in your life that that's right for you uh-huh. because there's no easy path. And if people tell you, oh, it's easy to raise money, that's not true. It's, not. it's easy if you're in a specific niche that is hot that day, but it can be not hot the next day. So it's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. And... Uh, get help, get support, get people that can support you, get people you can ask questions and they trust them to give you the honest answers and be ready to make mistakes because that's the only way. And make, get ready, be ready to make what? Mistakes. We all make mistakes all the time. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's a common thing we talk about is entrepreneurship is basically just problem solving, you know, but it's, you'll solve problems, but there'll always be new sets of problems to solve. And so that's kind of a just general philosophy you need to have when you say. Yeah, definitely. So I read somewhere that no, no one is really happy sitting on the beach and having no problems at all. <laughs> the difference between us is which problems make us happy. Solving. I love that. Yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, that, that's true. I mean, even, if you have a job or you're doing something else, there are problems, right? But, you know, so it's, what did you say? What, it's just what Which problems, problems we like happy? to solve? What type of problems we like to yeah. solve make us happy? I love that. Um, so that's great. I mean, and what kind of support? Like just, you got a lot of different support and help from people. Can you just kind of explain? Describe kind of so, the different types of support you got. We actually actually have a group of a few female founders in uh, similar stages, all in different uh, industries and completely different directions. But we support each other, you know, after a hard call with an investor or with a question or someone helped me 
change a slide because I wasn't sure which direction to go. And I can help someone else with connections. So that's really important to have people that are in a similar journey that uh, you can talk to, you know, I went through this today. I feel low today. You know, all these things that happen to all of us. Yeah, that's great. So, all right. So your advice is um, make sure you're ready. Number one, um, get help and support and be okay making mistakes. And, and be sure you're doing something you're passionate about. Yeah, yeah that's true too. I don't. Those are great. I would never have been able to do this if this was for money, right? Of course, in order to succeed, this has to make money. But if the goal would be just to make money, it wouldn't be enough for me. Right. No, you definitely have to have passion. It's what drives you to get up early in the morning and keep at it and and fight through all the problems. Exactly. Very good. Well, I really appreciate it. I mean, this has been interesting and. I'll put like the link to your website and everything in the, the show notes. Um, but if someone wanted to reach out to you and get a hold of you or, or the learn website more is about the what you're doing, way. you know, uh, is there another resource uh, or, or uh, some contact information you'd like to share? I think a website is the best way there is contact us there. Okay. Uh, we are also starting or doing now a, a research effort. So we would be happy to have people participate in the research. And that's also through the website. And that's on the website. Okay. That's great. I mean, there's probably a lot of people with ADHD or with children with ADHD that would love to be a part of the research. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I really appreciate your time. I've been, I mean, it's been fun learning about your journey. Thank you. And um, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Leap to Purpose podcast. You can learn more about us and join the community at leaptopurpose.com. See you there.